Welcome to this Horizon CIO podcast with me, Mark Chillingworth. All organizations are considering the impact of the next generation, whereas employees or customers, one sector that cannot ever stop thinking about the next generation is academia. My guest this week is Claudette Jones, CIO at the University of the West of Scotland. Welcome to the podcast, Claudette. Hi, Mark. Thank you for inviting me. Claudette, to begin with, tell me a bit about the university uh, and some of the work it's doing. I believe it works uh, in China, of all places. Um, yes. So the the university itself, um, the University of the West of Scotland, has been around since um, 2007, officially, mm-hmm. um, when the University of Paisley merged with Bell College in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But the university itself can actually trace its roots um, back much further than that um, to the late 19th century and it's undergone um, a lot of name changes and reorganisations right. during that time, um, which reflects its expansion um, over the west of Scotland. Um, this university um, has got a real reputation for um, vocational courses. Um, we have 16,000 students and about 1,300 staff um, across five campuses in the UK, um, as well as lots of partnership working um, around the world, which is quite common for universities mm-hmm. these days. The, you're right, we are the first official um, training partner in China. That news has just come out. Um, we do have um, a long history of working with universities in China, so I think that's why that's um, come about. It's a really big endorsement for the university, and we're really proud of it. Um, so it's the first organisation in Scotland to be accredited um, to provide a range of technical and, and leadership training um, across China. Um, and I think this is um, evidence of the wide range of capabilities that the university has. Um, so we'll be doing training in things like um, environmental health, global tourism, uh, 5G technologies um, and smart city technologies. Mm. Uh, and you mentioned the vocational courses. The university has some real specialists, doesn't it? Business, technology, yeah. engineering, health and sport. I imagine this means to you and your team, to pro- you have to provide an IT experience that's as good to the graduates as they're going to find when they go out to those major businesses, tech firms uh, and teams uh, when they graduate. Uh, yes, that, that's right. Um, uh, and also it means we, prov- we need to provide you know, um, different solutions for, for different schools. So... One of the um, so we're building a, a new campus in um, Hamilton, and one of the things that we are looking to do in Hamilton particularly is to roll out um, virtual desktops into our um, lab environments um, because one of the issues is that uh, you know you need very high speed computing for computer games development, for example, mm-hmm. and maybe not so much um, in a social work um, course. Um, and what we want to do is to be able to provide labs that are flexible so that, that they can be timetabled for um, any class. So that's that's something that we're looking at, particularly rolling out across the wider estate. And you mentioned the Hamilton uh, campus. That's being built, I believe, at the International Technology Park. Is that a sign of how institutions and universities are becoming integral to the business community? Definitely. I mean, one of the, the bits of heritage um, of this university, you know, it was previously a, a technical college um, back in the day as well. Um, and, it, and it's got a real reputation for vocational working and one of the attributes that we want our graduates to leave with is this notion of them being um, work ready 
So, so there's a lot of real life working in our um, courses. Mm-hmm. And yes, the, the decision to move to the technology part was, was very much deliberate to promote that cross-working and research opportunities. And I've been talking to some of your peers at universities at Durham, Imperial and Exeter, for example. It strikes me that the, the CIO role and technology has never been so more impactful on, on academia. Is that something you would agree with? Yes, uh, I would. I mean, I, I've only been in this job um, for 18 months, but it mm. does appear to me that previously the role of a CIO or even a, an IT manager in higher education was just to provide line of business systems, you know, uh, audiovisual equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, but as universities move more towards providing online teaching, then that partnership between the IT department and the rest of the business um, becomes much more crucial. And I think that universities that, that don't embrace that move are, are going to be um, left behind. This was one of the reasons I really wanted to come to university. I wanted to have that opportunity to work more closely with um, students and, and people who were at the, the cutting edge of technology. Um, so that's, that, that's, that's kind of a nice benefit. So we're always looking for opportunities to partner with the schools and we've got a really good school of um, computing um, and engineering here. And for example, I want to provide information to students about how busy the, the canteen queues are, for example. And I'm working with some of our PhD students in our IoT um, area to see if we can provide some kind of heat map um, using IoT technology to tell students when the best time to, to turn up at the canteen and miss the queues is. So you're, you're getting directly involved in the customer experience in many ways, improving efficiency of the operation at the same time, uh, and and sort of that whole sort of flow of the student, their life within the within the institution. Yes, absolutely. Um, what, again, this was one of the the reasons that, that appealed to me to come to this job because in previous um, roles it kind of felt like the customer was a little bit distant, um, whereas here in higher education. You know, our, we've got 16,000 students, they're right on our um, campuses, and it means you can really get immediate and face-to-face feedback on your services, and I, and I really like that. So, you know, and I will genuinely stand and, and try and overhear conversations that are going on in the coffee shop queue if I hear anybody talking about IT, if I hear about the students, because, you know... Yeah. It's just invaluable. And there's a big history here of well is, you know, a lot of my IT staff are, are doing degrees at the university. You know, there's a big culture of further education, mm-hmm. uh, con- continual development, as you can imagine. You know, having that having staff who are going through the, the processes really helps us understand how it's impacting um, students and how we can make it better. And funding for, for academia continues to be a, to be a challenge. Uh, tell us a bit about how you're helping the organisation improve its efficiency and uh, keep, keep costs uh, as, as low as possible, so that they can focus on delivering more services to the uh, to the students. Um, I don't know if it's about um, reducing um, costs. Um, one of the things that I have um, we're just about to implement actually is a CRM system. Um, so. Universities are all, not, not just UWS, but all universities are very interested in student recruitment these days because there's, there's a reducing number of students um, that we, we are all fighting for. Mm. And when, when I arrived and, and had a look about some of our business pro- problems, it seemed to me that CRM, you know, a proper commercial CRM mm-hmm. um, would be the answer to make sure that we understood that whole student uh, life cycle and journey 
and what was impacting on students' decisions to come here or, or not come here and then how we could improve the student experience while we were here to make sure that they stayed in at the university and, and got the best um, outcome. So um, that's the big thing that we are doing just now. Our CRM supplier reckoned it would take a year to implement a, a marketing and recruitment CRM mm-hmm. based on their experience of higher education. And we've insisted that it be done in three months and it's going to go live in about two weeks. And I, I was really lucky because the people I've been dealing with in the business really understand the need to take processes out of the box and um, go with what the you know what everybody else is doing rather than trying to um, make things um, specific. So, that, so that's that's a real change for us. Mm. And uh, some of your peers tell me that uh, increasingly the CIO and the technology team are helping uh, universities uh, with governance, uh, plagiarism, increasing issue in in our technology information rich world. Are you guys getting involved in anything like that? Yes, um, we do have um, plagiarism systems in here. I think most universities probably do. So, mm. um, yeah, that, that's something that we've had. Uh, and is, it a, is, is UWS a, a research-led university as well? And does that place particular pressures on, on you, you and your team? Yes. So research is, is crucial to, to any university and our new principal um, you know, who arrived a few years ago um, has a real focus on research in UWS growing its research business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important for a university in terms of credibility, um, but also to ensure you know teaching practices um, stay current. Our research community, as you'd imagine, have quite um, specific demands. They like to work autonomously and they have um, unique needs. So what I plan to do for them specifically is to offer them a pay-as-you-grow um, model so that they can, um, you know, we can allow them to quickly spin up new environments, um, for example. I, I think that would be the, the most helpful thing for them. So that's one of the things that, that we're doing Great. Um, for Great. research. Yeah. Claudette, students today are high users of technology. I can't get my two daughters off their devices. Uh, uh, many of your peers have to provide great infrastructure. We mentioned earlier about that, that, that wonderful customer experience you have to offer today's students supporting a series of apps. Uh, for different faculties, all of those sort of things. Has this been a major focus for you in, in, in the 18 months that you've, you've been with, uh, with the institution? Yes. Just before I joined the university, they had um, started a digital transformation programme um, and invested £12 million, most of which was on infrastructure. Students just can't survive these days without um, good Wi-Fi. It was the same when I worked in um, the council mm. in terms of even school children can't really get by without without Wi-Fi either. Um, so, yes, yeah, so there was a big investment in that. Before I had arrived, we had also developed a bespoke app for students to use so they could access their timetables and, and get information on courses. And that, that was okay, um, but when I looked at it as a new member of staff, one of the areas I was concerned about was the, the map functionality on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paisley is a big campus. I mean, a, a university campus is a bit like a little city. Mm. Um, and the mapping functionality on the app was very much Google Maps, and it didn't really work for you know internal navigation. So I managed to track down a, a tech company in uh, Europe who were doing um, a new way of wayfinding, which was using photographs. So they come in and photograph the whole building. And then if you want to get from reception to somewhere, 
you go into the app and you say, I'm at reception, and it shows you a picture of reception with an arrow mm-hmm. telling you to go through that door or, or that door, and it's really easy to use. It got really positive feedback from the students, which was great, and we've been nominated for a National Technology Award for that innovation. Right. Um, so, yeah, so so basically what I've done is I've taken that app but, but tried to put myself in the customer's shoes and see how we could um, make it better based on the feedback we were getting from students about what was making their lives stressful. Mm. Uh, I was chatting to Alan Hill down at uh, the University of Exeter recently. He was telling me how the National Student Survey now seems to have a, an, an element to it of the great technology experience will define how your how your university is scored. Is that is that something that you two have come across? Yes. Um, so this was all new to me. Um, and yes, we regularly um, survey students. Uh, there's, there's various different surveys but the the NSS one is is quite a key one Mm. and students will be asked to rate their IT service and what they what they think about it that was a really useful resource for me when I arrived to have that benchmark Mm. um, of what students thought about the IT service but the thing that was really interesting for me was the comments so I mean that that's just like gold dust isn't it from you know a customer experience point of view just having all this feedback on your your service the interesting thing for me was i looked at all of the comments and one of the the most commented bit of feedback that we got was that students were frustrated that they couldn't print to the university printers from their own devices Mm. and they were saying you know i work on my documents at home and then i bring them into university to print them and then i need to email it to myself and go into a library pc and print and all this kind of stuff Um, And I thought, well, that doesn't sound very good. And I didn't believe it either because I knew we had um, everywhere print and I thought that doesn't sound right. So I often had a conversation with someone and they went, yeah, yeah, they can just go onto this website and upload their document from anywhere and then print to the printers. And I just couldn't believe it. It's, It's the usual thing when you start asking your customers these questions, quite often the feedback you get is something that's really either simple to fix or something that's not actually broken you've just not bothered to tell them so for me um, a lot of that was about communication so we were able to go back to all the students and communicate actually this has been resolved this is how you do it and make all of our communications much more easy to understand for all of the the students as well so and so that was a win that i that i got from that survey and that feedback and, and, and as you say, those those nuggets of information, has that sort of led to a more sort of service design thinking uh, from yourself and your, your, your team in, in technology? Yes, well, I like to think I've always had a service design um, thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got into IT after a, a short experience as a customer of IT, and that's always led how I think. I like to think I'm really good at putting myself in the, the, the customer shoes. So, yes, mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to, to bring that in. We haven't got to the stage of actually segmenting our customers or, or creating personas, mm-hmm. but we are much more putting ourselves in the, the customer's shoes. As an example, about a year ago, I ran a workshop with some key members of my team and some key members of the business. And I started off with, right, let's think about how a student feels when they turn up at university for the first time and how, so we all thought about, well, that must be quite exciting, but nerve wracking and there's a lot of information to take in and and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. So I got people's minds there. I had set up the room previously and what I did was I uncovered all of the IT information that we tell 
students when they arrive here. So there was around 14 different systems with 14 different URLs and login and password combinations that students had to um, access. That uh, One of the things I was quite surprised about getting here um, was just the number of systems that students have to access, you know, sort of like a timetabling system and then a virtual learning env- uh, environment and things. So there, there, was a, there was a lot. So on the back of that workshop, that gave us a real impetus to push forward with our single sign-on project and our single portal project. Um, so we launched that at the beginning of this academic year and that's made it much um, simpler for students. So they've got one place to go. Um, we've not managed to get rid of all the usernames and passwords, but we, we've got that down to about two or three. So that's, that's much better. Yeah, that, that's livable, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and has that meant a, a, a restructure or, or, or changes in the way your team operates? And, and how big is your team? So I have a team of about 85 um, across um, four out of the five campuses. Um, there, there had been a restructure just before I arrived. I mean, as I arrived, there was people still in the process of um, of leaving and, and moving into new jobs and everything. So I didn't want to do that the second I got here. I have been, you know, taking whatever opportunity I could to make individual changes and, and you know, as there's been vacancies, maybe point the vacancy in a more business-focused direction and less of a, an infrastructure direction. Yeah. Uh, and you had a long career in local government and, and as well as the NHS. What was the appeal of academia uh, when you were looking for your, for your next CIO challenge? Um, I, I realised about myself a couple of years ago that I really needed to work in an environment where I felt I was doing some good in the world and you know and having a, a benefit. So you know, no offence to anybody, but I don't think I could 